0: Welcome to Rainmakers, now to our host,
1: Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers, a podcast about business development. And I am very pleased to have Tim Donahue on today. He's first vice president at CBRE. He is a real estate rainmaker in the city of Austin, Texas. And as you all may know, Austin, Texas is on fire right now with uh the announcement of Oracle coming in and Tesla and many, many, many uh, new companies. So, Tim, welcome to Rainmakers.
0: Carl, good morning and thanks so much for having me. really appreciate the time and uh, looking forward to a great conversation with a great person.
1: Uh, Thank you. And so, Tim and I recently got to know each other. Um, We caught up over lunch last week and hung out in the afternoon and we were introduced by a mutual friend here, in Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I think you and I really clicked just uh, sitting down and, and chatting with each other just about stuff. And uh, and I take it you're really good at what you do, because it seems like you know everybody in town. And so I know from what I do that you just don't wake up one day and know everybody in a city and work on some of the biggest real estate deals in that city and around the country and the world, by the way. Um, so how did you begin to build this network of relationships that you have tim
0: Carl, it it's a great question and i think your intuition is definitely right you you don't wake up and just decide i'm going to be involved with a community uh, i i think you know i think it's important that we we take a little step back and uh <clears throat> recognize some some of where i came from to get to where i am and uh you know uh, hopefully going and, First and foremost, I'm very lucky. You know, I I think my personality and my passion has married very well with my profession. You know, I think it was Mark Twain that said, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And and it kind of holds true. A lot of what I do in this occupier world, or tenants, as many people know it, is really the brokeraging of relationships. And I love seeing people get together and have commonality, uh, drive thoughtfulness. And I'm really lucky and blessed in terms of, I call it my Irish triad. (laughs) When I started in, excuse me, when I started in uh, corporate real estate advisory work, in suburban New York city where I'm from, I was uh, very lucky to have three great mentors and uh McCarthy O'Callaghan and Cuddy were their names just to make sure that everyone knows that it's why I call it the Irish triad mm-hmm. and one was an amazing networker and understood the value of of knowing people and uh, really knowing them just not knowing them on a LinkedIn page or knowing uh, you know uh, you know where they like to have their favorite steak but their birthdays their kids birthdays their likes their dislikes their their views on, on world issues, domestic issues. Uh, a, another mentor was an amazing canvasser or business developer. And this this man was able to knock on doors and make everyone around him feel very comfortable and just had a very, this, this big personality, but inviting at the same time so as not to be intimidating.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the third mentor, and I think it kind of lined up pretty well, uh, Carl, was... Uh, a man with tremendous acumen, uh, a lot of transactional know-how. And so while I was uh, building this uh, identity as someone that was uh, seemingly likable, knock on wood, uh, and then being able to connect people so the canvassing, business development, and the networking was there, and then I would get a fish into the boat, so to speak, and I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So
0: the third uh, mentor, uh, Bill Cuddy at CBRE in Stanford, Connecticut, was able to really show me uh, to take out the red pen on proposals, on lease documents, on, on really the, the behind the scenes that really takes to go from being just a good connector and networker to a very capable advisor
1: partner yeah so some of what you said really resonated with me because the day we met i had a million things to do i'm like two weeks behind on email (laughs) and all i could think about is i got to get back and get all this stuff done but after we had lunch you said you want to come over to this private club and and where you proceeded to hit golf balls and i i thought to myself you know what this guy tim he seems like a guy i really want to get to know like like you know blow off your stupid emails and invest some time in this relationship and so i went over and i hung out with you <laughs> and we ended up spending the afternoon together and you ended up driving me home right and so exactly <laughs> and i think sometimes i sometimes you, in order to really get to know someone you need to slow down and think about look this is a person i want to invest time in just like the person who introduced us ari Palmer's her name you know when i met her i realized this person is a genuine person. She's a, she's a really good person. You know, I don't know if I'll ever do business with her, but she's somebody I want to get to know. Right. And sure enough, she, my intuition was right because, because what did she do in the middle of getting ready to get married? Right. She was like a week away from getting married. She introduced me to you. Right. (laughs) And, and, and because she introduced me, she introduced me to you. I'm like, okay, Tim must also be a really good guy. And, and I've been so blessed. I, I moved to Austin this summer to you know I was just talking to my wife about this morning I've managed to get to know all these people who are like amazing people in this city like they're at the nexus of everything that's going on and and I and I count you as one of those people Tim and so I, well, I appreciate you. Th- those things you've said but as I look at your like when you when you launched out into the world you, you went to Villanova you studied finance and then you went to Fordham and you studied nonprofit and public organization management. I don't take it you didn't really know you wanted to do, do real estate at that point in time. When did you decide that you want to do real estate? And, and oh by the way, Tim is six foot six and <laughs> he looks like you should be playing in the NBA. Um, and I think you did some basketball playing along the way as well, right?
0: A little a little bit, but my, my love is really coaching uh, uh, young people. Uh, you know you're, you're able to really, Emphasize some of these, these core beliefs that you have about teamwork and respect of, of opponents. And, you know, the, the long game of, if you, you know, I, I often say the, the ripples in practice become tidal waves in games. And I, I kind of in, try to infuse that into my, my, my personal practice at, at CBRE, where I'm not going to, every phone call I I make or every lunch, uh, every lunch is not uh, nearly as incredible as the one I have with you, Carl. I'll promise you that.
1: Uh, And and same here. I'm I'm in and out and I'm like hurrying up to pay the bill and I'm (laughs) jumping to my Uber, but, but I had to slow down. Right. Sometimes you you need to slow down and you just need to, to act on your intuition that like, you know, slow down, get to know this guy. Like this is a quality guy.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and and definitely uh, feeling uh, feeling is mutual. and looking forward to evolving the, uh, the the friendship and and seeing what we can do. But you brought up an interesting point. Like, I don't know whether or not I'll ever do business with Ari. And just as a representative example, uh, you know, it, it's isn't it wonderful as you know the sediment kind of settles in a little bit and you just become more. Uh, clear in your, in your career, right? When it translates from like having a job and having to hustle for every dollar, you know, I'm, I'm a fully commission-based employee. And so you, you definitely eat what you kill, but you get to a a point in your career, hopefully, where it's very sustainable. And then there's this kind of, you take a deep breath and you realize that, you know, that as opposed to like, hunting and killing, you can really kind of farm and you can germinate and you can cultivate and you can irrigate uh, relationships. And it's really afforded me an opportunity, Carl, to you say, like, I don't know if there's linear business per se with every great person that I meet, but I do know that my life overall is better off with having great people in it. And uh, as an example, you know, um, my 40th birthday was uh, a year and a half ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people kept asking me, you know, and, as opposed to like going on a crazy trip or, or doing something with a couple people, people are very important to me. And so I said, let's have it in Austin when, when people started to ask, because I would rather have more people and have less experience on that particular day. And so people started to ask me, Tim, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? And again, being very lucky to have so many groups of friends from so many different walks of life. uh, I asked that when people ask that question, Carl, I said, I want one thing. I said, I want you to leave with a new friend that you interact with independent of me. And I, I, you know, and I, and it really, kind of there's an an analogy there to how i kind of run uh run a lot of my business which is this brokering of relationships very often i find myself uh pre-covid at least trying to host events where thoughtful intelligent moral people are having these wonderful collisions and thoughtful intelligent moral people that have wonderful collisions of conversation and are able to get together and at least have respectful conversations, whether or not they yield business opportunities from it. In the long run, I find that, you know, the the idea is, well, yeah, well, of course, Tim does my real estate. You know, it it, when after 17 years of, of doing this, you can, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, well, Tim's my guy. And He'll get. He'll do a great job with his his team at CBRE, but he's a good person. And so when you get when you can lead with, he's a good person that has my best interest in mind. And then the job that you're tasked to do is almost secondary because of the person that you are. It th- that's a great feeling. You know, I, I had a I had a, uh, a competitor in my old market. Right when I was young, I said, "What's your Tim? What's your favorite part about this business?" And as a young guy, and you know, you're scratched and clawing for business. You say, "Well, when I get paid." He goes, "No, no, it's not." And I go, "Excuse me? What?" <laughs> I think I know when is my when, when my favorite part of the business is. So he goes, "No, no, the, the the best part about this business is when you win a transaction, when you win the faith of someone that could pick anyone else." Because effectively, Carl, what, what I do, um, a lot of other organizations can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would make the value proposition that CBRE's platform is is uh, pretty superior from a number of ways. And I work for our next largest global competitor and for some boutique firms. I think I have a pretty good bird's eye on it. But to a, to a potential client, uh, brokers, A, B, C, and D might look pretty similar. And how we do it is what are the differentiators? And it's, I think it's genuine care. And, and we're able to really drive some some great relationships and then the business will come. And so that, that's, that's interesting. So, so it's
1: not so much about the real estate. The real estate is is just part of the equation. It's, it's more about the relationship because I think about it, I, I sell, I've sold, accounting services. I sell legal services, but I'm not an accountant and I'm not a lawyer. Right. But I, but I, I do a lot of what you, what you're talking about. I just haven't thought about it as profoundly as you, you have, but, but that's what I do. I develop relationships that turn into business and I'm top of mind when they need to get something done.
0: Sure. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And I don't, I don't want to discount uh, the the real estate component of what we're doing, but I'll give you an example. Some of what makes my team pretty dramatically good is, is in, in in this local team in Austin. It is twofold. One, creative solution orientation. For instance, I had a client come to me about two years ago, and he comes into the my these beautiful offices at five hundred West Second, and he goes, Tim, before you start with the real estate if you solve my parking problem, you got my
1: business.
0: (laughs) And I looked at him, I go, give me 24 hours. Because sure, it had to do with the real estate per se, but there there was another, there was a people issue. If my people have to park 10 blocks away in Austin in August, guess what? I'm not going to that building or I can't go to any building or, you know, and, and so it was a bit of a test.
1: Yeah, it was 106 uh, degrees in August. <laughs>
0: I got that's it. right. August. In the shade. Yeah, right. And so solving for people problems definitely, you know, it is part of that, as you said, Carl, that real estate equation. And uh, and and the second part, and, and uh, again, I'm I'm not here to uh, advertise the CBRE flag, but in the last four to five years, we've spent over a billion dollars on technology. And when you begin to marry up a relationship-oriented professional and his team that has a tremendous amount of horsepower in terms of experience, local market knowledge, maybe some things that just aren't can't be found on Google or our commercial MLS, but really some intimate knowledge, and it goes back to the relationships. When you marry that with our tech platform to create data-driven solutions, it's, I think, I'm really good for CBRE and CBRE is definitely really good for me.
1: So Tim, for the young person listening, who is listening to this and says, wow, I, 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 what this guy's talking about, sounds really cool to me. I I would like to do this throughout my life. What advice do you have for that person? If, if they want to prepare themselves to do what you do.
0: Great, great. And it's a great question. Um, uh, a, A couple of things. And this goes back to you know, my, my networker, my canvasser, and my, uh, my transactional acumen mentors. From a networking standpoint, put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Try to be in rooms where you're the youngest or you're the greenest. I don't want to say dumbest, but you know, you're the most inexperienced. And respect yourself, but listen and shake hands and ask probing questions. You know, it's one of my favorite quotes to the illuminated mind, the whole world shines and sparkles with light. And uh, Emerson, and it's be interested, get interested in things, get get off the phone and and get in and make eye contact with with people that one day can be your your clients or just be around interesting people Uh, Two, start volunteering. You know, volunteering is a showcase that you care that you have passion, and that you're thinking outside of yourself. And then the the goal as a very young person, you know, early twenties, is to go from volunteer and then eventually go to board member. And what happens there is uh, it it shows longevity, but it also shows uh, an understanding of structure. And so when you start to talk to people about their organizations, Carl, there there is this idea that. Um, Okay, I understand how corporate governance works. I understand how uh, boards interact, you know, nonprofit boards act with the executive director. And a lot of those are translatable to to, you know, how you're going to interact with uh, boards of organizations or the C-level suite, etc. And then three, and this is something that is I'm not great at that I always am constantly willing to get better at is organization. If you're not, you know, and there's not like one, it's not a one system uh, works for everyone, but find a system where you are populating a calendar, you're populating a business plan, you're populating a notebook or all three and, and really commit to a discipline. Oh, and the other thing, and I, and I told a, a young, uh, a young broker that just entered uh, our, our business, probably inside of two years, I kind of said, hey, there's 24 hours in a day, so I don't know why you don't, uh, you're not working that much. Th- this, is a, this is my new sport. It's a very competitive, uh, 100% commission-based uh, you know, occupation, and you have the license to go make money. And so for someone that's not willing to grind in and work and work and work in 2 a.m. emails and 5 a.m. phone calls to, to London because it's midday over there, it, there there's not going to be a very long seat at the table for someone who wants the 9 to 5 in our, in our uh, chosen career.
1: Well, Tim Donahue, that's great advice. I appreciate you joining me today on Rainmakers. And if you like the show, please subscribe. Please rate it. And share it with your friends. Thanks, Tim.
0: Thank you, Carl. Thanks so much. You have been listening to BrainMakers with Carl Grant.